I was just singing for my summer. Hello, and welcome to Celebrating Differences, a podcast about people's unique lives. This is episode 76, and we're coming up on the end of our third year. We had a chance to talk to Josh Klaus, a young man who makes his living writing and singing songs, and is putting together a ATX Songwriters Collective to play music for people and to give people a chance to be seen. We call this one Singing for My Summer, and you'll understand why as you listen to our interview with Josh Klaus. And so after college, I uh, had a stint as a researcher for a couple of years and then got offered a, a job teaching here in Austin uh, at one of the private schools um, called Kirby Hall. And uh, okay, teaching what? Uh, the sciences, just like the general sciences, physics, okay. chemistry, biology. Um, and then ha- basically towards the end of my teaching career, uh, we can get back to how I started in music, but I basically <laughs> switched to doing music full-time. Okay. Uh, financially, it made sense at the time uh, to switch over and do it full-time. You know, coming from my world, to have you say you make, financially it made sense for you to switch to music to full-time just it totally escapes me because I had no idea how somebody would make money full-time in music. Yeah, um, well, I can start from the beginning. So, oh, be um, yeah, so when I was 14, in San Antonio, uh, my dad kind of, my dad grew up in a town in South Texas um, where he played lead guitar in a band. Like back, back in South Texas, um, the recreational times were spent at these things called dance halls. Sure. Yeah, okay, you know. And uh, there were no DJs back then, there was no sound systems, there was just the band. And so my dad was a part of one of these bands okay. and he would travel around Texas going to the different dance halls playing. Uh, a lot of the you know, Doobie Brothers, the Eagles, stuff that okay. people can get down Did he play to. green? Uh, he probably did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. and he was all over the place. And the way that he talked about it is like, how to find those places. You would just literally open up a phone book and you would call and be like, do you need a band? And like, oh, okay. yeah, we do. And like, okay, I guess we're driving up to Round Rock this wow. weekend. And so my dad put himself through college um, doing this. Um, okay. he, came, he went to undergrad here in, in Austin. And... Um, so I had a kind of an upbringing in music and my dad hustled as a musician. Um, so when I was 14, my dad said, you should probably learn to play the guitar because you're not getting any taller and you probably want to get the girls. And I was like, yeah, I kind of do. So I learned to play guitar because I wanted to pick up girls in high school. Um, but then the following year, when I was 15, my dad came around during the summer and he said, well, you're going to have to get a summer job. You're not sitting around this house on my dime. Okay. And I was like, oh, I really don't want a summer that job. That sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> you have this as well? Yeah, I've done that before. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. So I was scared to death because he had given me applications to Burger King, Home Depot, and I'm just filling these out. And I'm like, I really do not want to do this. And so somehow I mustered up the idea and the courage to ask him if I could go play my guitar out in public, just busk, um, for tips. And if that could count as my summer job. And my dad thought about it, and he's like, okay, if you make enough money, then sure. And so we went out to the local strip mall uh, near our house um, in front of a Starbucks, and I just sang at the top of my lungs. No sound system, nothing. I was just singing for my summer. And um, I remember the first time, so he just dropped me off, and I think he and my mom went to go see a movie. And... Um, 
and then he came back and I showed him my case and I think there's maybe like 70 bucks in wow. it. And he was, I was like, is this good? And he goes, yeah, that's really good. I had no idea. You know, that's what somebody made in a week, you know, working at McDonald's or something. Um, so I did that for the whole summer. And then that was really nice because it taught me that you didn't have to work that much and you got to do something that you really liked and you did something that made people happy. Um, and so every now and then I would pick up an odd restaurant gig, you know, where I'm from, San Antonio or some other place. And somebody would hear me at that restaurant and they'd hire me for a wedding. And um, so I've been doing this so since you, I was... So this is still just guitar? Yeah, just guitar and singing. And uh, so I just kind of kept doing that bit by bit. Okay. Uh, dropped off a bit in college because, as you know, the natural sciences <laughs> are quite demanding. And so I didn't have much time to do that. But... Um, when I came back to Austin to teach and I just had my job, I had a lot of free time. And so I would just take gigs in the evening. Um, and before I knew it, I, I was really meticulous about keeping a spreadsheet of all of my earnings. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I was really good. At, and I remember just looking at it one day based on the weddings and the gigs that I did. And I looked at my salary as a teacher and they were about comparable. So wow. doing music part-time was about the same as doing teaching full-time. And I was like... Well, man, if I switch to doing music full time, like I might be able to make a somewhat of a decent living. And yeah, that was kind of the reason I made the switch was because it didn't seem like there was a better time because I wasn't going to get any younger. And I knew that music is kind of a a, a young person's game because it it takes a lot of stamina just to get up and play. I would think it would, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of my story. It really was just out of. I, my dad did me a huge service of just uh, kicking me out of the house. And, uh, <laughs> Go get a job, kid. And it changed my life. So, okay. Yeah. So when did you start writing music? Um, I started writing music relatively young. And I guess, let me rephrase that. When yeah. did you start making up the songs and stuff that you were singing? Um, well, I remember making up songs, I think, as early as either third or fifth grade. Wow. Um, but I didn't play an instrument back then. So what I would do is I would take popular songs. I went to a Christian school growing up and my mom didn't like me listening to those songs like Green Day and, um, Incubus and all those songs. And so what I would do is I would turn them into Christian. I would make the lyrics into Christian to make it tolerable for her. And (laughs) so that I could, I could sing these songs and I would have my dad or another one of my friends play the guitar while I sang them. So I kind of got used to it at an early age, just thinking like, oh, you can just kind of make this stuff up sure. and uh and then it kind of turned into more like you would write poetry and you would sing over the poetry and um but the first song i remember writing on the guitar was a song called stay for a while about this girl that i met at a summer camp and i sang it for her and she really liked it and she gave me a kiss and i was yeah. like oof you may not be able to see this on the video but his eyes just lit up yeah <laughs> <laughs> i hope you can see it but I've always been a huge romantic, okay. and love has always been present in my life. And so I think a lot of times it's really hard for me to convey how I feel about somebody, but it's really easy for me to sing to that person oh, how I feel okay. about them. Because um, sometimes I talk too much, and I'm like, well, if I can say it in a three-minute song, <laughs> then uh, and if that does the job, then yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so, I yeah, I even still remember the melody. But yeah, so I think it was just that, this sense of like dealing with your, these really intense emotions that you had, you had an outlet for it, which felt really good. So, so how do you get the training to start writing this down? 
Because at some point you have to write it down. Right. And so other people can read it and sing it. So how did you get that training? Or, you know, you didn't just pick that up. You know, I didn't have any formal training or nobody sat, and I don't remember anybody okay. sitting down and telling me. But back then, I mean, I'm just kind of drawing from my memory. But back then, things like VH1 and MTV were, were pretty big channels. Okay. And for those of you who don't know, like these are just music <laughs> channels. They're just music videos and uh, channels about musicians. And I, I watched a lot of those as a kid. So I probably saw them writing lyrics. And uh, the CDs back then came with lyric books. Uh, okay. And so you would read the lyrics if you and didn't know what it they would meant. Have music. Yeah, so you just kind of naturally assume, like, oh, people write their lyrics down. Okay. And I have to remember them later. So I might as well do that. But... Writing lyrics was my least favorite part of music. Now, but that's lyrics. But how do we put that to music? Oh. Because you know, that's a whole different world. Yeah. Um, well, the way I write music is, and I've always done it this way, I, I don't care about the words. It's about the melody. So I would, like, I would pick up an instrument, and whatever came into my head, I would just sing it out. And I would sing random words associated with it. <laughs> and uh and i was like oh that sounds nice and then later i would uh basically fix it up to make it make sense and sometimes not like as a kid i remember i sang this song called adente and i and it was a song in spanish but i didn't know spanish, didn't know spanish. And so i just made up the words <laughs> and so it was a song that sounds like it's in spanish but it's probably total nonsense <laughs> um but it sounded really pretty and so for me it was just like Music is more about this almost ethereal thing that makes you feel something. And I, I sometimes feel like the, the lack of specificity is what makes it really beautiful. Like when you listen to Beethoven's Fifth, there's no lyrics in it, right? But there's the way that the, the structure of the song moves and it gives you this emotion. And so I kind of always felt music being that way. It was like this ocean of emotion that, um, that lyrics aided in sometimes, mm -hmm. but really... Yeah, I could listen to a song in another language and it could bring me to tears just the way that it's constructed. So that's kind of how I always felt about music. So you started with a guitar mm -hmm. that your dad got for you? Yes. I, uh, yeah, I always, <laughs> I always played the guitars that he left around the house, okay. but my first guitar I actually bought myself with the money that I made. Okay. It's a... Uh, it's a black washburn that I uh, bought for $140 at this store called Sam Ash. Now, this, is, this is an acoustic? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I still have it. Yeah, it sounds great. It's a great guitar. But yeah, I went to the store and bought it, and that was the thing that I played on until I made a little bit more money and then bought myself a, a, a different guitar. Okay. But it so do you good. play anything besides a guitar now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I play the mandolin, play the piano, and I play a little bit of bass, but not too much, but... I think my main instruments are probably the guitar and the piano. Okay. Um, yeah, I've got a little upright down in my garage uh, that I like to go sit at and play. Cool. Yeah. So you came to my attention because you posted something about a songwriters group in Miller yeah. that's going to be presenting Thursday night, and today's Tuesday, by the way, Thursday night at Barrel of Fun at Alamo Draft House. That's correct. And from 7 to 9. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, seven thirty. Well, I would say seven to nine thirty. I'd say seven to nine thirty. Yeah. Okay, and may go on longer. <laughs> I probably. I mean, most you know, music and never is on time. Yeah, okay. Uh, so probably maybe go till ten. Okay, if I had to guess. Uh, and so you've got these people, all are songwriters, yeah. and so they'll be singing their own stuff. 
plus other. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it a jam? No. So, um, have you been to Nashville before? I went to school in Nashville. Oh, no way. Did you go to Vanderbilt? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know if this happened when you... You could walk downtown, go in the club, and see Boots Randolph playing yakety sax. Are you serious? I'm that old. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's amazing that I... Well, that's one of my favorite things about Nashville. I went for the first time um, in September of 2022. I'd never been before. Okay. And... I went to these things called, I don't know if you've ever been to these before, they're called songwriters rounds. No. Okay. So essentially what it is, is just four songwriters on a stage. They're all sat on a stool and they each sing a song. They just go down the line and then it goes down the line again. again. Okay. Yeah. And they do too. Because of what Nashville is, all these songwriters are amazing. I mean, they're (laughs) so good. And so I was just blown away because in Austin, all you really have are open mics. And open mics are hit or miss with okay. because you can either have a really bad performer or an amazing performer. And as a musician who's been to a lot of open mics and really loves a lot of these open mics, um, I found that the competitive drive to write better songs kind of was lacking. So what I felt at this place in Nashville was that each one of these songwriters were not just an amazing singer and performer, but the songs that they wrote were amazing. And it made me want to go write better songs. So I was like, we need this in Austin because I'm not moving to Nashville. I contacted my sister-in-law, who's also a musician. And I said, I have this idea. She also went to school in Nashville. She went to Belmont. Right across the street. Right across the street. And I told her my idea. And she says, that sounds like a great idea. This kind of came about over the past couple months. And so it's kind of our attempt to bring an elevated songwriters group to Austin that's above an open mic. And so that because I think there's a lot of talent in this city, mm-hmm. but it's all very separate. It's, like it's I think they're siloed. So I wanted to create a space where songwriters could come and perform for an audience, more, more kind of more listening room style. That's uh, It was honestly just a dream that I had. And then okay. in five months, it came true, which is really so great. Who's going to be performing Thursday night besides you? We have a great bill. Um, we have, um, other than myself, we have my sister, uh, Claire, uh, Claire Elise, and our friend Monica Mosier, Daniel Fears, uh, Casey Luong, uh, Emily Keefe, and uh, our friend John Mook, um, Luke Bullett. So we've got eight, eight songwriters. Okay. And, um, so you're going to do rounds? Yeah, we're going to do rounds. We're going to have a round of four, the first, and then there's another round of four, and okay. with an intermission in between. And if you've never been, uh, I'm sure you've been to Barrel of Fun, but it's like, there weren't many events going on there. Yeah, I've been there, but it's just for food. Yeah. yeah. And it has a great stage, and it's a cool venue. And I uh, and it's also conveniently right down the street from my house. You walk down there. Yeah, yeah so I, selfishly, I was like, I just want to have it be in here. And luckily, um, I think Alamo is just kind of coming back with events. Yeah. So I think we got the timing right. And so talked with their manager, and they said, yeah, let's throw an event here. Let's see how it goes. And see how it goes. The event sold out today. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I got a ticket. I'm glad you did. I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna bring a big camera. Okay. And uh, get B-roll there, and probably interview some of the other singers shortly. That would be there. brilliant. And then post it up. And I don't know if you know about the Tower Coffee Hour, which is my uh, YouTube channel. That's just news about Miller. It's like what's going on in Miller, so Miller people can see it. You know, we are pushing 10,000 people oh, in this amazing. community. It's like a small town. And people don't know what's going on. It's amazing. They say, well, what's happening? You know, 
And it's like, you know, okay, let's see if we can't make it so people can figure out what's going on and, and get a chance to come see talented people performing. Right. Yeah. I'm glad you're doing that service. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's fun for me. It gives yeah. me something to do. Oh Keeps my God. me out of trouble. This is fun for me too. It's like, well, yeah, one of my the things that my parents taught me was like, if, if you there, if something doesn't exist, go create it, okay. you know, instead okay. of just complain that the thing so, isn't there. So what did your parents do besides play guitar? Well, my dad is a, he was, he retired as well. He was a, he was a doctor. A doctor? So, yeah, yeah. And uh, my, my mom is a doctor of pharmacy. So she was a pharmacist. Oh, wow. So a very medical family. Yeah. And uh, then my stepmom is a nurse, and then my stepdad is a he sold an insurance, so everybody's in the healthcare field. Yeah. The house is always very musical, whether it was dancing or or singing or playing music, in both houses too, because um, my parents split. Yeah, it was just it was like so. This is very cerebral, but also very musical house, okay. uh, which I very much enjoyed. So, how old were you when your parents split? And. When I ask questions that you don't want to answer, just say so. We'll edit it out. Oh, and thanks. No, I don't. I was five, so okay. I actually don't even remember uh, them being together. So okay. I've always known me having four parents, yeah. um, and uh, they've been so supportive. They, the, my biggest, probably my biggest worry was my mom because I think she's just. I think when you hear a musician like trying to make it as a musician. That has such a negative connotation because most people try to make it as a musician and then just don't make it. I mean, and there's such a wide berth of talent there. Uh, but luckily, they they equipped me with a good head on my shoulders of keeping finances and have some business savvy, which has really helped me um, navigate this space. Because mm-hmm. um, just being smart and pragmatic and um, keeping my overhead low and um, yeah. Living in Miller is not keeping your head low. Uh, well, living in this house is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. This is why. See, I got this house on uh, the affordable program. Okay. So, um, yeah, my mortgage is relatively low, yeah. which has honestly helped me start yeah. this career. Because if I didn't have this house, then I don't know if I would have been able to take yeah. that leap of faith. Okay. Um, yeah. So, it's it's been, I'm really grateful for the program. Which is what Miller Affordable Program was designed for, was to give people a leg up. Yeah, and it really, I'm a test case. I mean, it's like it really did help me achieve my my dreams um, to be able to do that. So I appreciate. You're good. I appreciate all the other homeowners who have to pay a higher mortgage. Yeah, well, it's okay. So, but I'll yeah. I'll bring the music to Barrel of Fun. Yeah, and you know, make make life good in Miller. That's what yeah. I want to do. I, I one of the things I feel like Miller is missing is just a bit of live music. It needs a little bit more of that, uh, just yeah. steady. What are there any other venues? I know Halcyon occasionally does something. Yeah. Uh, what anywhere else in in Miller? Yeah, well, I know the BD rallies. These these have the Irish band. Well, they do the by. Irish band every Thursday. Yeah, and that's that's well attended. Oh, BD rallies well attended. It's always well. Yeah, we uh, we've got a, a older group that meets there every Thursday, and one of the ladies in the group, her son, runs that Thursday night Irish thing. Oh, that's so cool. I've interviewed them, her and her son, with the band in the background. Yeah, so that was fun. That's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, I think other than that, and Halcyon every now and then. Halcyon events are weird. Like they, they have some strange events in there. <laughs> yeah, but I kind of like have, that. They have some dance events in there as well. Yeah, they have the tango that comes yeah. every now and then. Um, I've taken one of those classes before. Um, but I always feel like it's a bit hit and miss. Nothing ever mm-hmm. sticks. So um, with this event, I want it, we're at least wanting to try it for like a calendar year. Um, and to okay. see, so we're going to have it every month. 
and um, yeah, see how well it goes. See how it and, goes. Uh, see if we need to expand it, if we need to just keep it the way it is. So, and, uh, are you making any money on this event? Um, the first one, no. Okay. Um, it's proof of concept. Proof of concept, and I, I didn't think I paid for my ticket. No. Okay. No, we we wanted to make it free just because. Yeah, we didn't know. We didn't know what the interest would be. It sold out. Oh my gosh, I'm so surprised. <laughs> I'm so you know. It's, I don't know if you. I'm. You, I'm I don't know if you've ever... And I'm not a music person, but I did this so I could see what's going on in Miller. That's good. You know, and because uh, I can't... I used to sing in the choir, but I had to have somebody really strong right behind me, you know, kind of thing. Oh. And, you know, I'm not sure I can hold a beat and that kind of stuff. So it is so much fun to meet music people and see them. We've got a group here that plays old-time country music. Do they really? And they had a house concert. They brought people in from... Pennsylvania oh, to have a house concert and we live streamed it and it was cool. Oh, that's and amazing. The best part of it, Josh, was the, they had five performers and they, you know, they had a performance and a break and another thing and they said, okay, now let's just jam. Mm. Well, most of the people there had brought an instrument and so they all gathered around. There were 14 people with instruments and they had somebody had brought a bass and they had 14 people playing and somebody would start out and say, if y'all heard of this one and start about five bars and everybody would come in. Oh, that's amazing. And so that went for an hour and a half of just in the dark playing. And I'm videotaping and, you know, recording the whole mess. And I'm thinking, this is better than a show. <laughs> that's amazing. And so uh, they'll probably do it again. They'll probably do some more of that. Oh, man, I would love to catch that. I love, I love yeah. country music. So okay. um, that would be great. Yeah, I would love to see them play in a backyard or on a stage somewhere yeah well, they they played in their house uh and their house is really set up it's a big house over on tom miller mm -hmm. and uh they it's really well set up and they, it's really aimed at that they're both um you know they both are string players and she's got a violin that was her great 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 grandfather's mm -hmm. or some such thing and it's just you know they they are into it it's, it's part of their heritage. part of their life yeah, yeah. So they're 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 fun. There are a lot of musicians in this neighborhood. Yeah, I've 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 noticed that, and uh, I don't know if it's because we live in Austin, which is such a music city, or Part if it's of it. yeah, or if it's just because the people who move here just happen to really like music, you yeah. know, and they hear about it. It's one of the things that makes Austin so great is just how musical it is. Mm -hmm. um, is there are there so. What are who are the other musicians who live in this community? That well, Elias is one that pops up immediately. Do you know Hal Walpo? I do know Hal. Yeah, yeah, he's a great guitar player. He rented me a room when I first moved to Miller. No I, way. I had sold my condo, but didn't have a house yet, and so I searched around, and he his name popped up, and I said, "Hey, can I have a room for you know six months?" And it ended up being nine. But uh, that's how I got into Miller was living with Hal in Amazing. one of his rooms. And uh, he's got an affordable house as well. Yeah, yeah. he's a teacher. He was, he's and a teacher, teacher as well. Yeah, and uh, then I got married and we bought a house, so that's where that's where we are now. That's awesome. Yeah, that, and so. yeah, that's uh, yeah. Hal's a great guy. Uh, he's always so smiley. Yeah. And, yeah just, oh, he's yeah. fun to be around. Yeah. yeah, it was great, great getting to know him because he's a few years younger than I am. Just uh, by, I think three, right? Yeah, about three or four. Yeah, it's about three or four. <laughs> 45. <laughs> you know, they're just, you scratch somebody and they're, they're musicians. There's yeah. just a lot of them here. And Elias, uh, I'm surprised, I think his name is pronounced Hasslinger. 
That's what it looks like to me. And he is, uh, he's a serious musician. He's got a group that plays at the Continental Club and different places like that. It's called Church on Monday, I think okay. is what he's, his group is called. And they've got five or six people that play in the group. And Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not really well connected in the scene just because I uh, I don't, I, this is going to be like my first kind of foray into doing original music. Okay. Because most of the time I'm doing covers or okay. um, things like that just to pay the bills. Um, but yeah, I, there's this whole, uh, that's the cool thing about Austin too, is that there's all these little worlds <laughs> that exist you didn't know exist. And as soon as you meet somebody, another world just opens up, uh, whether it's the country music world yeah. or the, the jazz world. And um yeah, it's really interesting to kind of run into those people. Well, and I ran into a, a lady through bicycles uh, who's her primary role is a drummer, but she also plays keyboard and some other stuff. And she travels all over the world backing people up, you know, Amazing. and she's right here in, in Austin. And she's originally from Devon in England, I think. Cool. Uh, Katie Marie. And she every Tuesday night she goes live for an hour. And just noodles, you know, just has fun talking to the audience and just playing and having a good time. That's great. And just delightful uh, young lady. And so I'm slowly learning different people around the community that are in the music business. Yeah, there seems to be a, a fair number. Yeah, there are. Yeah. So what's your dream, Josh? Ooh, it's a, any, any specifics? Like we're talking about occupation, we're just talking about in general. You know, what are you doing with your life? Um, we do a podcast called Celebrating Differences, and that's the kind of thing we ask. People. Okay, <laughs> man. Well, the dream, um, like if I was on this couch again in thirty years, yeah, I'd like to have kind of continue what I'm doing now. I really feel like I'm living the dream, other than having a a, a good wife by my side. Okay, I think that's the only thing I would change. Um, but I just love the process of creation. I love having an idea and executing it and making it come alive in the world and making people happy doing it. So I, uh, I do feel like I'm living that dream and I'm very blessed to do it. Um, yeah, I have to pinch myself quite a bit, uh, <laughs> with, with the work that I get to do. Okay. Now I'm going to ask you a neighborhood question. Okay. Two questions. I'm, I'm trying to build up a repertoire of these questions because I think there's a social research project here. Yeah. Two questions. You live in this unusual neighborhood, middle of Austin. What one thing in the neighborhood brings you joy? One thing. Um, the trail. The trails? Yeah. Okay. That and seeing people in the park like on oh, a sunny yeah. day. And... You know, I'll bet you that most of them don't live in Miller. Yeah. Which I think is so cool. Me too. You know. I think it's cool. Yeah. That we all share this yeah. beautiful space. That's right. And if you could change anything in Miller, what would you change? Well, uh, I think the noise. <laughs> I think we've had a lot of construction. Yeah, the construction. Yeah. And But I know that's temporary. Two more years. I know. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. But it's it's the necessary evil yeah. to make housing prices go down, increase inventory. Yeah. Um, so it's one of those things where you kind of. But now you just get used to it. You know, when you hear the the trucks in the morning. Beep beep yeah. beep. I just beep. pretend I'm on some farm. I'm like, oh, those are the cows mooing in the morning. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. 
you were laugh, talking about your first job where your dad says, you know, get out and find a job. My dad did that to me, and I lived in Westport, Connecticut at the time. And the only job I could find was working on a truck farm. So I was out picking strawberries, hoeing tomato rows, yeah. doing all that kind of stuff. Those were my summer jobs for three years in high school. Three years. Three years. My first job that I started out, I was making 75 cents an hour. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and it, it just convinced me I wanted to go into college. There's <laughs> bound to be something else. <laughs> yeah, those experiences are yeah. so pivotal, right? Yeah. Like to realize that if you don't do this other thing, this could be your life. And, you know, there were people on the farm that basically were there all their lives. That's amazing. You know, I was I was slow. I, I'm this you know virile young guy and everything else, and this older woman is out picking me on the strawberry patch. I mean, she's going down the road just filling those buckets, and I'm going like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, how do I do that? Yeah. So yeah, I agree, and I think there's no greater. I think one of the things that it gives you is purpose. I think working can't if you work the right job and have the right attitude, it gives you a sense of purpose. Yeah, and I think there's nothing greater than that. Like, I think to work without a purpose or to just live a purposeless life is, is got to yeah. be pretty empty. So. so so, what do you want to tell the people of Miller about the event Thursday night? Yeah. And we probably won't get this posted by then because I want to do some shooting at the event and get it all in here. But So what's the, what's the message for the next 11 events? Yeah. Well... And talk to the camera. I will. <laughs> hey, Miller. My name is Josh Klaus, and I am one of the co-founders of the Austin Songwriters Collective. Um, we are hosting monthly events at Barrel of Fun, um, which is going to basically contain some of Austin's best singer-songwriters in town for an intimate concert. Um, if you are interested in coming to these concerts, please go to our website, which is ATX, ATX, like Austin Songwriters Collective.com. Um, we also have a social media page on Instagram at ATX Songwriters Collective, um, where you can find out about the next events, or you can find out how to just join our newsletter um, so that you know who's playing next and um, just getting involved. If, even if you're not a musician um, and you just want to get involved, and be a supporter that's great and if you are a musician we would love for you to submit an application on our website um, so that you can potentially come play in one of our showcases and we can show off your talent so we look forward to seeing you at the next show on february 9th um, and if you can't make that one cool. then march the 9th right okay. before south by uh february 9th is that there going to be a price on that show not not yet not yet so okay. there might hey, come we're a, doing it for free people. yeah these are for free for the first three at least and and after that We'll, we'll see about ticket prices. Uh, okay. But right now, we're also trying to support Barrel of Fun, right. uh, being in the neighborhood. So just buy beer, you know, buy some food, and that supports the local business as well. Because it's nice having local businesses here that we oh, can yeah. walk to. Yeah. I love the local businesses in Miller. It's uh, part of the objective was to create local businesses, not bring in the big chains. And I think we've done a heck of a job. I, I concur. Yeah. I love yeah. this town. Josh? Appreciate your time. I appreciate yours. Yeah, this is fun. Thanks, Preston. Yeah, it we'll, was really great. Then we'll see how it works Thursday night. I know. I'm, ex <laughs> I'm excited. I uh, I think the biggest thing is just going to be some of the logistical things. Like, yeah. Do the microphones work? Are we going to check everyone in? Is everyone going to have a seat? Yeah. Um, I just want everyone to have a good time. Good. Good. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'll be there with a the camera. Okay. All right. I look forward to it. Well, that was fun. 
We hope you'll have take a chance if you live in the Miller neighborhood or you're going to be in Austin sometime to come by the Barrel of Fun at the Alamo Draft House in Miller and take a listen to the ATX Songwriters Collective and their monthly shows at the Barrel of Fun. This is Preston Ty Tyree signing off for Celebrating Differences, your podcast about people's unique lives. <laughs>